Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Scout, um, the Scoutcast, ahead of game week 10. Um, you may notice I'm not Andy. Andy's a little bit under the weather today, I believe. Um, but as always, we still have Seb here. Hiya, Seb. How's it going? Hey, mate. Not bad, thank you. Not bad at all. Although I have just caught myself on the... Um the picture for the first time and i'm like oof i need i mean many haircuts not just one several haircuts all at once how are you i I, I need your haircut i was gonna say i can't really i can't really relate with this um (laughs) (laughs) but apart from that apart from having no hair i'm I'm good i'm good and i'm sorry i've cropped you a bit weird there i will try and adjust it um we had a few technical difficulties because obviously you and andy normally do all the technology here yeah, yeah. So Andy, unfortunately, is ill with um, I didn't captain Salaritis. Um, and so he's not, he's not with us tonight. So yeah, we had to transfer normally uh, behind the scenes for anyone who cares, which might be nobody. Uh, normally, I kind of set up all the stream, all our like, you know, tables and information and the, the content and stuff like that. Send it over to Andy and then Andy does a wonderful job of presenting it. Uh, with Andy not being here tonight, we sent it over to, to yourself, Rich. Um, but I don't think I set it up in a way that was helpful to you. So apologies for that. So we've we've just had to swing it around and, and redo some stuff. I think I think it was user error on on my part. But I was thinking about that. You mentioned Salah and you mentioned the hair. I mean, maybe you could not cut your hair again until Salah blanks. Hmm. Do you have FDL any important or, meetings or, or my anything? personal appearance? I mean, to be fair, based on my hair and beard situation at the moment, I clearly don't care too much about personal appearance. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see, my friend. Depends. Depends when he when he next doesn't score. He's doing one at the moment, isn't he? Although. Is it like there's two goals in two weeks, two penalties, and then one so two weeks ago, I forget. I remember thinking the other goal was slightly fortunate as well. And then obviously the one yesterday, two days ago, was just a 97th minute counter-attack. I mean, Darwin got the assist and I benched him, but a little bit, a little bit jammy, right? One of those, you know, Salah scoring goals isn't jammy, but to get four in those two weeks, just as people get on and him captain him. It's a big old swing, a big old swing. Well, yeah, especially when you take into account, I mean, there's a few things really. I mean, remember last season, Liverpool couldn't buy a penalty. Salah could not outscore Haaland. I got stung that time and and this time as well. Um, so <laughs> that, that's mildly annoying. And then there's yeah. been all these red cards. And I guess the last couple of weeks, that's kind of favoured the, the Salah captain. Of course, yeah. Of if, course. if, of course, you captain Son, for, for example. Yeah, and I mean, like... Son's playing tonight, so we'll see. I mean, there's definitely a world where Son could still have been the higher scoring captaincy option this week. Yeah, it's unlikely, but it could definitely still happen. But yeah, I think because was it? Yeah, it was a Tottenham red card, wasn't it, two weeks ago? And Spurs had had some good chances early on, sort of matched. Oh, Fulham nearly scored there. Um, oh. You know, matched uh, matched Salah and Haaland and what have you for sort of early chances in terms of total XG, and then just went quiet, didn't they, because of the red card. So yeah, I think if you were Son captain, which I was last week, and then maybe a Haaland or or Son this week, you've so far probably been a bit unfortunate. What do you think about the the narrative that game week eight's got very very lucky, um, as in game week eight wildcard that is, not just game week game week eight? Because 
I feel like there's been a lot of players that people may have sold, like Sterling, Bumo. Obviously, Trippier's continued to do well. I know you yeah. still have Trippier, but I think you're a rare example because you sold Haaland. Do you think yeah. it's been that big a swing? I mean, it certainly felt a bit swingy, but I guess Mbumo, Trippier, as you say there, even Bruno Fernandes, right? You know, got a, couple, got a couple of points. People could have sold. You probably feel lucky or unlucky based on who you then brought in. So there are definitely going to be people who sold Mbumo and brought in, I don't know, Diaby. That's probably quite a sensible swap, actually. And are now quite down on points. But there'll be other people who sold on Bumo, sure, but did it to get like a Salah, Son, Haaland, Trippier, Trent Alexander-Arnold, whatever team, and are up on points. So I think like the word, we used it again a minute ago, didn't we? But swingy rather than rather than lucky necessarily. It's felt like the wild card, you know, we're only just nearly two weeks in to it. It felt like game with wildcard has gone about as well as it could have done. But that's mostly just because Haaland hasn't banged and the alternatives well, I say the alternative, Son hasn't so far, but Salah has. And, you know, as long as you've had one of them and captained at least Salah once, I think you're looking good. I was thinking of like, I was listening to Andy, let's talk FPL yes, yesterday on, on his, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the end of the game week, like knee jerk reactions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he talked about when he wildcarded um, in, I think it was game week eight and he bought in like, I can't remember, it was like two Chelsea defenders. It was like Zuma and Thiago Silva. I, I can't remember mm. who. And I remember getting very lucky because I wildcarded a week later and I got James and Chilwell and it's the most luck I've ever had in FPL where they just, you know, James got a 21-pointer, then he got a 12-pointer, Chilwell was returning every week. So there is some luck in timing it sometimes that you just can't control. You know, something could completely change and that's why I quite like the idea of of, of waiting. Yeah, I mean, like you, you play the cards as best you can mm. and then you hope that you get fortunate returns for it, right? You know, the old the odd variance word so yep. you know you give yourself the highest chance of a good outcome and then you hope for an even better outcome than you deserve i feel like game week eight i saw some people saying that maybe more people were guarded an eight than would otherwise have done because of injuries and that was maybe lucky or unlucky or whatever i think maybe that's true but i think this eight to ten window was basically, well, we talked about it for a while, right? It was the first popular opportunity to wildcard with the second one maybe being somewhere 14 to 19-ish, which we can have a little chat about later as well. Yeah. And while, yeah, maybe more people went in eight than would have gone in 10 because of injuries, it's still the same period. So I guess, yeah, a little bit of luck with timing, but it was people's plan, I think. I don't think anyone who was necessarily definitely holding out for later and setting up a team to wildcard later has been forced into wildcarding a game with gates, at least not in in huge, huge numbers. And then, of course, you know, people who wildcard in 10 or what have you, there's there's the thing that you often say, well, look, I'll wildcard in, into a team and people who wildcarded in eight will go, oh, your team just looks like mine now, but I've already got two weeks of points. I think that's maybe a little more lucky, but you want game week 10 wildcarders to look like yours, right? I want, you know, if you're going to wildcard this week, I want your team to look a lot like mine. Otherwise, I'm already out of date after only two weeks. My, my wildcard, you know, needs needs refreshing. So I hope you've basically got my team, but with a little sprinkle of, you know, things I can't can't quite get on top of, like maybe Brighton. I mean, there'd be definitely be at least one player who I'll have that you won't. Um, okay. I think that's Erling Haaland. But should, should we get... Oh, should, yeah, that's a yeah. fair shout. That's a fair shout. <laughs> well, actually, maybe I won't have him. We'll see. But um, oh, if we dear, get into dear. it, should we start with Andy's, Andy's points, first of all? Yes. I actually should have checked how many points he got because it's not on his screenshot. Oh, I think, give me two seconds. I think it's like 60-odd. 60-odd, something like that. He's had, he's had another good week. So, I mean, you've both smashed it since since wildcard. He had, we had Turner in goal, one point. 
He was obviously on eight until quite late on. Cash, Pedro Porro's playing right now, as we record. And then Dan Byrne got a clean sheet. He's got Madison and Son playing right now as well. Ward-Prowse with two. I don't know what he's going to do with Ward-Prowse. You can't really sell with those fixtures, but do you want to keep? Um, DRB, two points. Salah, 16. Alvarez with nine. And then Harlan, captain, 16. So he's, he's, he's on a green arrow and he's got three Spurs playing right now. And we're, what, 15 minutes in for those not watching live? Yeah, for sure. I think I was just looking, just trying to find his team here. I think it was 71 points I had here for him. Um, oh, I un- yeah. undersold him. Does that include the Son, Madison and Poro? Yeah, one, I think one that's pointers. like three extra points there. Yeah. yeah, and I think this week, I think his you priority... Know what? Looking at that team, I don't yep. think that's Andy's team. I think, he's, I think he sent us... That looks like the com team to me because they've got Ward Browse. Oh, okay. he Oh, we've just he wasted five minutes of. He has Bowen. <laughs> oh, it's cool. We've got the com. We didn't have the com team later. So oh, so we got the com team. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, yeah, just I didn't think he had Ward Browse either. Right. <laughs> yeah, so this, I, I will go through. I will read out Andy's team for people. Who this is a this is a friendship test to see how much we listen to him. <laughs> we, uh-huh. I, I failed. You you realised eventually. So um, Andy's team here for me is uh, Turner. It's you know, similar enough, right? Uh, Turner in goal, Pedro Porro, uh, Dan Byrne, who he played, and I did not, so fair play. Matty Cash at the back. He's got Bowen, who who scored. A uh, nice little bit of jam on that as well, a little deflection, but I think he was pretty high on Bowen and has returned nicely. Uh, Madison playing at the moment. Salah, vice-captain. Gordon as well, who scored and could well How did I forget that? Sorry, Andy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's been a great pick for him, Gordon, I think, because uh, he bought him injured as well, sat him on the bench and has played in this week, so a lovely move. Uh, Son playing as well now, like a, like a couple of us. Watkins with 11 up front and Harlan captain up front with 16. And then the bench is, I mean, the bench is pretty cheap. And I think this is, you know, you get your Harlan, Salah and not a terrible team uh, out in your 11. And you have Ariola, Mitchell, Taylor and Archer on the bench. Nice. Nice. Okay. And and then for those watching, that team I went through before was the the community team, which is which is doing very well as well. As well. Um, so we move on to, to my team. Um, I'm on about I'm not having a great week, but I'm still on a, a green arrow. Um, I mean, I haven't got Salah, but I got a green arrow last week. I'm on a tiny green arrow right now. I mean, to be honest, I think once the Spurs game's done, it's going to be a red. It just depends how how big it is. But if I mean, I'm seven hundred thousand now. If I can stay near the top million, I think that's that's okay. Um, and then obviously hope the wild card can perform a miracle. Um, but again, I've got Turner in goal, like most people seem to. Trippier with 10, Walker with two, again, conceding quite late Man City, which was irritating. Um, and then I bought in share for one week um, as my Robertson replacement, who got seven. To be honest, looking at the players I looked at, he did slightly better than Simakas. He got an extra point. He didn't do as well as Van Dijk or obviously Dallow as as well. And we don't know what Poirot's done. So I'm, I mean, share, I'm happy, you know, seven points there because I had no defenders, literally. Sterling with two, got wrestled off of a penalty, which was annoying. Saka five, and Bumo repaid the face with 14, you know, almost matching Salah. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, seven. Son's playing right now. Harlan captain and Morris with, well, two. Was he ever on the penalty? I mean, he, what, Sterling? Yeah. I mean, he wanted the penalty. That was, that was clear to see. What I, I didn't mean, get I, was he I obviously, can, I, I can he won the penalty against Burnley penalties. the other week. Say again, sorry? Um, I was just saying, like, Sterling, he won the penalty last week yeah, and didn't fight Palmer to take it. That's probably when, you know, if he wanted to take the penalty, that's the one he should have taken, the one he won. Yeah, And now Palmer that's... scored two in two. Surely he's he stays on pens. That's, that's true. That makes you think that Poch potentially has left it up to 
say those two Enzo because Enzo was involved in those you know just as a maybe you know senior not in age but in terms of yeah. in terms of status and he took the first penalty squad. this season didn't yeah, he Enzo? so maybe there's like a penalty group but yeah, <laughs> what, like I have think, a little whatsapp group <laughs> imagine imagine afterwards as well imagine if Palmer had missed um but yeah I'd imagine with Palmer taking scoring you'd think he now gets the next right I mean, I can't see a world where he doesn't unless he's on the pitch because I know he's new to the club, but the fact he scored two and two, I mean, the penalty was incredible at the weekend as well, like really well taken penalty. So I don't see a world where Sterling can take it off him, unfortunately, but that might make, you know, a move this week, like Sterling to Palmer, that little bit easier, you know, if if yeah. I go down that route. And yeah, I mean, with the fixtures, do you think like Sterling to Palmer is, I mean, is that just to facilitate other stuff? I mean, we haven't mentioned that I'm probably on wildcard. True. I mean, I, I am on wildcard. I don't know why I said I, I probably am. So if I wasn't wildcarding, I would I would have kept Sterling this week. I quite like the fixture. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just do Sterling to Palmer for, for no reason. But I think on wildcard, it's a good time to pivot because the fixtures are getting more tricky. I assumed Sterling was on penalties, which was a big reason You know, I, I went for him, for example. Um, but yeah, that's my team and the whole team's going to change. So we might as well move on to your week and you've smashed it. And I'd also like to apologise that we couldn't go through Andy, Andy's team because I've seen a couple of comments saying, show me couldn't talk about it. Um, we had a yeah, lot of difficulty moment. setting up the screens. So, <laughs> And he is he, it's the thing as well, see if I can find his rank. Just to, So he's gone, so he's 1.3 million now, but obviously with Pedro Porro, Madison and Son to play. Is so it 1.2 million maybe? Yeah. yeah, I don't see that going. I mean, probably more to be honest, like, because was he 1.8 last time we chatted? I think those three players, if he gets a goal and an assist out of that, he could easily get close to top one million. Yeah, and I think he was about three million before before he wildcard. So he has absolutely smashed yeah. it. I mean, yeah. you know, Gordon was a good was a good pick as well. Bowen yeah, was and a, it allowed him to have like Harlem, basically, didn't it? Well, exactly, exactly. And talking in though, Harland, here's your team, Seb. And you are Dave. absolutely flying. Two hundred and twenty five K you are. And, yeah, <laughs> and you've like, still got three players playing right now. It's like one point eight nine something million then 900k then at the moment during the game but you know we'll see after tonight i think similar to andy i've got son madison and poro so probably hard to go down but we'll, we'll see about that stranger things have happened so uh, yeah i'll just grab my team here so i can go through it i have in goal david raya uh bench johnston for a massive one point profit there um when, oh, when Palmer stepped up to take the penalty, I'm sure you were thinking, oh, I wish Sterling had taken the penalty. But I was like, go on, David, go on. I didn't See think it. of that. Although <laughs> you worried he's going to be dropped after that performance. <laughs> I mean, yes, probably. But I don't think worried. I've got Johnston. Like the True. plan was to have a goalkeeper that could both rotate with David Raya in terms of when I didn't want to play Raya. But also if Raya did get dropped, just have a goalkeeper that starts. So yeah, it would be an unfortunate way to eat some of my budget, but it wouldn't hurt the team too badly, I don't think. Uh, Trippier then at the back, which has gone very well. I think Trippier probably one of the players that a lot of Haaland teams couldn't necessarily have. You could, of course, but maybe sacrifice elsewhere. So mm. nice little edge up there, of course. Although I was going to try and find this for tonight, but off the top of my head, it's something like five assists from under one XA, which is very silly. Like we know, you know, XA in fantasy can be a little bit dodgy, but it's not like it's going to be over four dodgy. If, if so, um. If we go away from like expected stats, though, yeah. after 12 minutes of the Newcastle game, he had had six crosses. It, nice. In Trippier. I mean, it's kind kind of ridiculous. Um, and I think maybe Palace picked up on what, what Trippier was doing and they slowed it down <laughs> yeah. somewhat. Um, I, mean, I think similar 
to salary, right? It's just the sort of proximity of those returns. And Bumo in those first couple of weeks, mm. you know, you over over an X, X week period, you expect a certain number of returns. But when they all happen in a row, it feels very fortunate. But if Trippier now did nothing for five weeks, that would that would probably even out nicely in terms of what we expect. I mean, I would love that because I bought him. <laughs> he hadn't returned the whole season. Bought him. He's hauled every week. And now on a wild card, he's very hard to keep in because we've got Trent yeah. with incredible fixtures. I think it makes sense, man. I think I've, I've obviously had two weeks of really good returns, so I'm nicely up on that move. But if I was wildcarding now... Sure, you could access Newcastle defence if you want, but the the lovely, lovely fixtures are coming to an end. The fixtures are okay, and they're a good team. But if it means you can have Trent instead, or you know, have a Haaland and Salah and yeah. whatever team, I think it's a sensible one to consider. And I mean, I was very close to going Robertson over Trippier for like a longer term hold. I'm obviously very pleased I didn't do that. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of fortunate, <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of fortunate defenders, my other defender Dallo there with his one in a season worldie. <laughs> Oh, what you're gonna do like there's yep fair enough um that's complete jam i will take it um pedro paro playing at the moment as well and matty cash who i did choose to play over dan burn which clearly was an error i think when looking at it i sort of like forgot that palace were missing Eze basically um and palace did produce over one xg in that match again one match xg means nothing but it probably means they could have expected to score a goal on another day so i don't feel like it was a horrible call but when looking at it i was just sort of thinking who's got the better chance of attacking returns went for matty cash got that one slightly wrong but dallo's dug me out there uh bruno fernandez in midfield who i have actually now sold but he Ooh. finally got some points uh, probably could have had some more points story of his season so far i wouldn't mind having him back in a couple of weeks but there's a player i want next week that i've sold bruno fernandez for uh and bumo finally got some points as well i think when talking about the wild card a couple of weeks ago i remember saying i think it was dallo and mbuma who were the players i was least sure on so nuts that they're the ones that return the points which again just goes to show <laughs> that you know just 25 points between them yeah exactly so like i mean you know other players i would have had over mbuma like a, a bowen or a diaby i think diaby had been fit there was a very good chance i would have him over mbuma so i'm thankful there but maintain that he's been pretty solid pick all season price penalties minutes decent enough fixtures it's been an easy pick now the question comes if you're on wildcard because of the fixtures turning do you actually look elsewhere so come to you for that in a bit uh salah captain yeah obviously that's where most of these points have come from about a third of them uh son and madison and then watkins up top who once again defies <laughs> defies various numbers to return points but i'm happy enough because i have them and then my bench uh which is relatively strong because no harland so just need to work out the rotation i benched darwin for matty cash in the last minute when we knew Darwin wasn't starting. Obviously, that's not worked out, but I will take, you know, the certainty of knowing a player isn't starting. I will take that certainty every time over the uncertainty of, you know, will he come on? Will he score? Will he not? Will Matty Cash score? Will, will Dan Byrne keep a clean sheet? I think he, you have to grab onto any information that you know for sure and hold on to it. So I did, and I benched Darwin. Uh, and then Dan Byrne and Archer, who's my facilitator, make up the rest of the team. So did you have, before the Darwin, Darwin news, did you have Cash first sub? And then, and then burn. So you literally just put cash in and... Yeah, so actually, I originally had Darwin starting, yep. uh, Dan Byrne first up and Matty Cash. And I sort of, my automatic move was to drop Darwin for Dan Byrne. Um, I think that was the move, you know, quickly firing it through various things like friends and models. That was the move that people preferred. Mm. But like I said, I kind, of, I kind of went and looked away and I was like, can I... I don't want to say like chasing upside because I don't really think that's what I did. I think I made an error. But like looking at um, looking at stats so far this season, did I expect Newcastle to keep a clean sheet versus expecting Matty Cash to get an attacking return? That's kind of what I was looking at. And, you know, never. 
I know Palace set pieces haven't been great, but still unlikely that Dan Byrne scores. So I wasn't worried about that. And I think basically looking at the numbers, I just forgot that Palace don't have their best player. Um, no. So and Elise has been out the whole season as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, Praz, cool, yeah, they're, they're probably their two best attacking players. Yeah, me and Praz were looking at the the Palace attack inverted commas um, on on the yeah. th- on the Thursday episode, that, and that's why I ended up buying share because Eleven nice. Foy's model had Newcastle favourites for clean sheet, and yeah. you look at Palace's attack. I understand it. I mean, benching. I don't own cash, and yeah. I mean it's scare- It's quite scary not owning them. I mean, it wasn't. You know, if you watch the game yesterday but um yeah. normally it, it can so, be quite I mean, scary so advanced like mm. like you say i think he basically had like two crosses that didn't meet anyone yesterday but he's a right winger when they're attacking he's a proper right winger well exactly and you i guess we don't always know before the game so there's yeah. kind of it, well, it's not really a gamble is it because you know he's going to start at the moment i guess it's just we don't know where exactly where he's going to start but we've had, this had with a few players as well though to be fair so I think this like, like there's an interesting, a bit like the Jillwell one. You know, if you're going to be more attacking, maybe you're also more liable to to be rotated out during a match. God. All that time we wasted on Chilwell, and, and, and now he's just not relevant <laughs> at all. Oh, Chelsea's time will come, man, is it? Oh, I think it's begun. Off the top of my Although head, the is it like game week begun. 16? I think, is it game week 16? They have gorgeous fixtures. Yes. And Kunku might, I think that's the earliest he could be back. So uh, a Reese James, who will never be fit again, but I will go there. A Reese James, a Ben Chilwell, and an Nkuku team. Around about 16, maybe a wild carding then. Could look really nice. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I mean I'm jealous of people holding a wild card, but we'll get to wild card chat in, in a minute. Um, actually, what do you want to do first, Seb? It's your call. What, we got fixtures and we wild got card? fixtures as the next slide. I think, like, should we quickly look at fixtures? Because I think it helps explain yes, why wild like card now versus, like, 19. Okay, so we've got on the screen, we've got the Fantasy Football Scout um, ticker. This is the expanded one you can get in the members area. And at the moment, if you go in the description on YouTube, there's 30% off um, the members area. And I forgot to say earlier, Andy's much better at this than me, to like and subscribe and all that stuff. Um, So yeah, so we've got, this is game week 10 to 19. So it includes the blank for, for Brentford and Man City. It doesn't include any potential double, which has not been confirmed um for them as well so top i mean it's a long horizon isn't it so i guess i've got a bit less weight into sorting you know by best to worst but newcastle are are right at the top although it looks like their best fixtures are really towards the end aren't they like 17 18 19 fulham luton forest yeah absolutely so i think there's an interesting question like you said over holding newcastle or not for this upcoming period. And I mean, again, I'll leave that to, to your wildcard to you know, your decision over whether you want to hold them over that period or not. And I think Brighton, obviously right at the top there. Liverpool, Arsenal, especially now after, you know, a little fixture shift again, I think make a lot of sense. Brighton look absolutely lovely. I think there's probably what, maybe one, two, Chelsea away, Brentford. Slightly tougher ones up until about 17. Brentford's at home. So I quite yeah, like that uh, yeah, still. That might, I mean, look what fine, Trippier actually. did against... That was Brentford at home, wasn't it? When people were umming and ahhing, is it too early for Trippier? Yeah, that's 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 a fair shout. Um, and then, so I think the interesting part here, obviously we've ordered, I think, by by difficulty here, mm-hmm. um, which worth noting as well with that blank in 18, pushes City and Brentford right down, as you mentioned. If you you can, on the in the members area, you can like delete that column and City and Brentford. I think City dropped, jumped to like second or something, uh, especially once they get, you know, past that Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham 
little period. Um, so of course, you know, we want to unlock a city again soon enough. But I think the the question then is whether you wildcard this week in game week 10, like you, or whether I think 19 might make some sense. The other option, of course, could be say 17 or maybe 18, actually, I guess, with the with the city uh Brentford blank. But I think what you do if you're holding a wildcard is you effectively dead end into that, you know, getting rid of various city assets or what have you, and then wildcard back out of it so that you can have your full complement of team going forward again. And then so from like 19, 20, 21, 22, I've got a slightly longer view here as well in front of me, which sees it up to 24. So a good, you know, good six weeks after you would have wildcarded as well, which I think is a, a nice time horizon. City, always good. Actually, Brentford looked very good again after their, after their blank. Uh, Brighton still up there as well. And I think Manchester United, around about that period maybe start coming back into our thoughts again as well so maybe some differences you could have in your team there i think the main thing though is that me you in game week eight game week 10 we are leaving it a good 20 weeks maybe until we can work out again because it's probably going to be for those doubles which off the top of my head were 31 32 ish i think usually um so anyone work in game week 19 yeah they've got to survive a bit longer here but they do get to adjust their squad and have less time between that big overhaul and the next time they get to massively overhaul their team ahead of those doubles. Yeah, what, what do you think of Tottenham? Because they're one I'm... I mean, I guess a lot of it's going to be decided on literally what happens tonight. So I'm not actually watching the game right now. We're 33 minutes in, it's nil-nil. I guess a lot of decisions on wildcard, rightly or wrongly, are going to be made depending on what happens tonight. Like If Poro scores a hat-trick, for example, probably going to see a lot more people keeping him. Um, same with same with Son, for example, and I mean, if Fulham win, you know, two 0 maybe there's going to be this mass exodus. You can always excuse selling Son to get to Salah. Yeah, and and they're middling here on the fixture ticker, aren't they? They're not awful fixtures, but they don't really have a good home game until I guess game week fifteen is West Ham. I mean, it's not great, is it? It's not many captainable fixtures. Yeah, I think when we were looking a couple of weeks ago at the that captaincy thing that was mm. which was put together very nicely um it was son for these first few and then it was very much salah until you got harlem back in about 16 um or i guess actually you could go earlier if you want to get that bournemouth fixture in um i think the two main things with tottenham first one you know you mentioned like if porra scores a hat-trick tonight yeah you're definitely going to see more of him but for me uh, you know what i'll say there like that sort of very much reacting to that outcome no i, think I, it, I knew you'd say that everyone everyone knew you'd say that Seb. <laughs> If it makes sense to sell to Tottenham, it still makes sense. Just, you know, take your points and run. That's that's great, right? If you get to keep those Poro points and then get rid of him, beautiful. A bit like you with Trippier. If you get to have all those points and then get rid of him, that's that's lovely because I'll still be holding Trippier. Um, and I think, however, the other thing with Tottenham is I remember saying a few weeks ago, you know, when everyone was very hot for Son and was moving Rashford, Bruno, Sterling, whoever it was, whoever they could to Son to get that nice fixture, Sheffield United, and then he blanked and... Obviously, myself, who who didn't want to make the move and was advising against it, I felt very smug when he blanked against Sheffield United. And then, of course, he went and returned against both uh, Arsenal and I forget who, but another tough fixture, um, which just goes to show, of course, that like you know, Son is a good player. He just scored. Him... Has he actually? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have it here in a minute. But um, oh, sorry. Yeah, he's a. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm very happy to. I think it's a Charleston assist if he puts this away. It is a oh nice finish. Of course it is. It's Son. Richarlison assist. Um, Timing yeah, of that. <laughs> Son, Son obviously can score in basically any fixture. And of course, there's that theory that, you know, on the counter against better teams, does he actually get better chances? Well, at home against Fulham tonight, he just scored from outside the box. 
good fixtures are good for any player. You know, the better the fixture, the better mm. the player's chances. But sure, maybe there are some players that you think, do I have to sell them? Like if you had, what's maybe a good example who we've had in teams recently? Uh, and Bumo, maybe not so much because of penalties, but maybe Villa, right? If they end up in a period of fixtures that are quite horrible. Watkins, Diaby, Matty Cash, are we as excited about holding them as we would be a Son? And I think the answer is fairly obviously not. So maybe someone like Son is an okay hold. But then you alluded to this a moment ago because of the price and the fact that it's him that allows you to get Salah if you don't. He is actually probably the one you have to sacrifice and you maybe end up keeping Madison if you have both of them. I think there might be a lot of people with a lot of value tied up in like Madison and Son as well, which I guess it's a good shout. that does make it a little bit harder to sell. I mean, I've got that with, with Trippier as well. So I guess it's also you take your money and run. Um, I mean, Son, talking about Son, I mean, he, you, we would captain him probably in game week 18. I think we I think we talked about that. I think that was last week we were talking about that because it's a blank game week for City and then Arsenal are playing Liverpool. Yep. I think we will want Son in game week 18. And obviously, if he continues to do well throughout the bad fixtures, not only is it bad for bad for your rank, but I guess the price isn't going to come down. So you're not going to be able to sell, you know, and then buy back cheaper and I think we have to take that into... I mean, I have to take that into account on wildcard. Having that spot where you could start with like an Odegaard, for example, then move to Bruno Fernandes. I know people yeah. are laughing at that. And then you could move to... And then, and then you could move I will, to... I will Son. support you, my friend. I will support you in your Bruno. Uh, <laughs> Bruno's Bruno. not on my wildcard, by the way. <laughs> that was a horrific, horrific performance from United at the weekend. It was um, tough, wasn't it? Well, I only I mean, saw they, the highlights. They still a few decent chances, I thought. Like... Rasm- I mean, I need to pick Hoyland soon enough, right? Because he's he must be about three or four XG now without a goal. That's perfect. That's that's prime Seb striker. Was he Darwin um, with minutes? Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think on another day, that classic football phrase on another day. But he had some decent chances. I don't think Man United look particularly good, but we've discussed in mm. the past, right? You know, a team doesn't have to look particularly good for an asset to return, and we often have players from mid-table teams who the team is okay, but the players are good. Man United have just turned into a mid-table team. Maybe they have. Doesn't mean Rashford and uh, Bruno Fernandes, for example, couldn't still return big points. No, no. And s- someone said in the chat, which I, I do like, Watkins captain game week 18. The, the thing I'm thinking with Watkins, though, is on, mm. on a wild card, for example, or you know, if you're using transfers, he's also, what's funny is he's the second most expensive striker in the game, I believe. Nuts. and he's not i feel like i need to double check that now but he's not that expensive he's mid eights isn't he I think. yeah and he's the second most extra expensive stroke in the game now that now that um kane's gone but looking at those fixtures the thing with watkins is 18 sheffield united home that's gorgeous but before that you have man city home arsenal home brentford away sheffield united home man united home sure then you have burnley everton newcastle sheffield united so maybe actually you'd You'd want to get Watkins back in for that fixture if you were to sell him. But you have to hold him. Oh, there's Tottenham as well. You have to hold him through Tottenham away, Bournemouth away, Bournemouth away lovely. But Man City at home, Arsenal at home, Brentford away to get a captainable fixture in Sheffield United. Now, but, while if you if you don't have spare transfers, holding Watkins is absolutely fine. But if you do, that's a very nice route to Haaland. This... I think in game week 14, game week 15, if you're, say, sacrificing a son and doing Watkins up to Haaland, I think you might get more points that way. Well, this was my thinking. I mean, I'm not going to go without Haaland, but I mean, I think I'm almost certainly going to have him on wildcard. Um, and then those first three fixtures are incredible. Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home. Then 
potentially you could look to downgrade him to free up a bit more money. Like you could maybe move to an to an Alvarez or or anyone really. Um, but then if you hold, I guess, for Spurs away, you then get the Bournemouth away fixture before, like you say, it gets really, really bad with City and Arsenal back to back. So I almost feel like Watkins for me, I think if if things don't crop up, I'm just going to have him for three weeks. I think you do. So Watkins, City and 15, obviously yeah. that means City have Aston Villa. I think Watkins the to Haaland in that week. Of course, that means Watkins will score against City, and it means you but, don't have Haaland. So I guess yeah, yeah. But you, but, but ha- Watkins to Haaland. So then Haaland has Villa away, Luton away, Crystal Palace home, blank. Which I think you know it's it's an all right bench because then Everton away, Sheffield United at home. That's that's a very nice swing. All you have to do is yep. survive Bournemouth in game week eleven without Haaland, and I think the other fixtures are basically fine. It, he could he could score five goals in that period, but you know it's the hardest fixtures he's going to have for a very long time. I think a Watkins to a Haaland move during that period is very nice. You then, yeah, just have the 18, which brings us back to Son as the captain there. But presumably yeah. you may have sold Son to be able to get this Haaland back in. But Watkins. that's why from the reverse thing, if, if you say you have Haaland, you can do Watkins to Alvarez. That frees oh, yeah. up that little bit of money, which can then get you, uh, I don't know, a Bowen or a Saka up to, up, back up to Son. So it can work yeah. both ways, whether you've got Haaland or whether you've got Alvarez. That's why I do think Watkins, I think he's very short term. And I think we've talked about it a lot, haven't we? He lost the penalties, which again, it was incredible yesterday. He got 11 points, but, and I know he's bad at penalties, but let's assume he scores that. Then you've got an actual haul that, you know, rivals someone like Salah. Question for you. Yep. So as soon as Douglas Louise scored his second goal yesterday, I looked up his numbers because I was like, this is going to be, because he's cheap. He's like five, low fives, I think. He's on set pieces and stuff as well, yeah. Yeah, he was taking corners. Like he's, he could be a decent little bandwagon for the midfield. Maybe, you know, we don't, we only have five slots and there's a lot of midfielders we like. But let's say you need someone in that price range. I was wondering, is this going to be one of those, yeah, but he takes penalties and he scored a long shot. No, he's not actually an option because he's a defensive midfielder. But I looked up his numbers, only this season, of course. I think he's scraping about 0.4 XG per 90. Now that, of course, includes the penalties. But How many penalties? Is it three penalties? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, it's a fair few penalties. But 0.4 is respectable, especially for like a 5.5 or whatever he is priced asset. So... While I probably wouldn't go there over Watkins, DRB, Cash, they are the obvious Villa triple, and there are other good midfielders as well in that price range. I don't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. And I think there are, there'll be someone who, you know, saw Douglas Louise on penalties, saw that, I don't know, he's got a long shot in him, saw Villa's fixtures, picked him three weeks ago, and is looking very, very smart. Honestly, I, th- I think there's there's worse picks. I don't think I'm going to go there myself, but I even thought about you could go for, I mean, I quite like Chelsea's fixture this week at home to Brentford. So I probably will go for Palmer. But I suppose you could go for Douglas Louise for, for the next three or four. Yeah. And then maybe you could look at moving. Much moving easier to Palmer bench Douglas Louise as well. Like I'm not saying he can, you know, he can't deputise for Watkins. But if you did want some, you know, some Villa exposure, the penalty taker in minutes, I've just said how I like that on other players. A much easier bench is Douglas Louise in the tougher fixtures. Yeah. Budget Bruno Fernandes. Nailed it. It's, it's yeah. funny, actually, if you think about it, that, if you think about it that way, if Villa and United I mean, it's are... a DM versus an attacking mid, I guess, but but you save you save three million for the for the privilege. Well, exactly, and you've got those incredible fixtures with the you know we talked about it a lot. Villa are very good at home, very poor away, or not very poor, but quite poor away. Um, and also, Rob Jones makes a good point about the four yellow cards. Actually, I did see someone mention that the other day. So, oh, great spot that. That's good information. So that's Thank you. that's yeah. something because I guess if that would on, be annoying if he, yeah. you know, he got booked against Luton, 
and you've just come off a wild card or you've you i mean i guess a lot of people are looking for enablers if they're going to do son or yeah rashford up to up to salah for example get, i still get prefer Jack, get palmer Pedro for the same price mate Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Palmer's cheaper on penalties and actually more attacking, so it's just tougher fixtures, isn't it? As, a, me- as an enabler, yeah. he's a better enabler. You you mentioned Pedro there. I think we yeah. need to talk about him because something else on wildcard, a lot of people are going to go Haaland and Watkins. I think that seems quite obvious. Yeah. Well, Haaland, Watkins, Archer seems quite obvious. But then, Yao Pedro, who, I mean, I held a long time, but I'm you're here and you held even longer than, longer than I did. Yeah. He's only 5.3 now. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, it might be 5.2. Yeah, I think it was 5.2. But it's lovely. Dirt cheap. Um, and obviously, when you look at Brighton's fixtures right at the top of the ticker, I mean, they're incredible until, what, game week 16, 17? Uh, yeah, they're nuts. I think the main thing with them is not, are they good or are their fixtures good? It's a bit of rotation. And you, you mentioned before we went live tonight that you were interested in their midweek lineup and the Welbeck mm. injury, because that could be key for Jao Pedro's minutes. Yeah, the only thing was I was looking at quotes from Deserby and he said he listed a load of injured players and then he said it sounded like Welbeck was possibly injured. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be very, very long term right. for him. And I obviously we both own Pedro. He started two Premier League games in a row now, but it was quite frustrating because he's he's always going to come on. Yeah. But then I think in those fixtures, I'll actually rather have a Yao Pedro with dodgy minutes than a Douglas Louise. I mean, coming off the bench with penalties is different to coming off the bench with not penalties, obviously. What yeah, no, of course. But you know what I mean? Like, obviously, 20 minutes off the bench, sure, like Darwin got, got some points yesterday, but I was happy to sacrifice that because it's not enough minutes. But if Darwin had penalties at Liverpool, I think that is quite different. You know, there's a there's a, there's a good chance, you, you know, a better chance you'll get returns there, of course. And I think I've profited from that once already, right? I think Joe Pedro came off the bench, it might be in game week one, actually, and scored a penalty, um, which was very fortunate for me. I think it comes down to to the to the lineups because Matoma or Mitoma, <laughs> people are telling me. I think I had Andy telling me that uh, Mitoma, the emphasis on the Matoma, so I will I will trust Andy there. Um, it's probably the best shout, even with minutes in midweek. I think you're probably looking for players who either you're happy to rotate yourself in your own team, or are as nailed as possible in a Brighton team. You know, as possible. I don't think we know much about that at the moment, but someone like Aramitama probably is or at least is going to come on very early if he's benched yeah like the brace off the bench and stuff because i looked at a dringer but his stats i mean it's a very small sample his stats don't look that comparable and then i feel like i'm almost in that situation where i mean maybe because it's a small sample that his stats long term will become better and it'd be an incredible pick but i think i prefer palmer to him despite you know the incredible brighton fixtures it almost feels like coverage that's yeah and I know it's really cheap, but like, you know, picking Bernardo, Bernardo Silva or something because he, you know, historically when he had good minutes, but then his stats weren't particularly great. And it can be tough, can't it? Like you see Brighton's fixtures and you think, oh, I need to get involved in that. Yeah. But if you can't pick a player that's going to get those fixtures, you you don't get those fixtures. So yeah. I think it can be tough. And the defence, like Stupidam was very, very popular before, obviously less so now for, for good reason. If he isn't sure of minutes, I quite like that. And I think these fixtures look very good from a defensive point of view as well. Like Brighton, obviously very good mm-hmm. going forward and have, have been worse at the back so far this season. Last season were very good, maybe slight change in approach. And they've obviously lost a big player in Colwell, if not uh, other players as well, in terms of contributing to their defensive phase. But Fulham, 
home, Everton away, Sheffield United home, Nottingham Forest away, hey, even Chelsea away, Brentford home, Burnley home. Those are probably a collection of the lowest XG teams in the league, give or take. Sorry, I was just, I was a bit distracted there, Seb. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. What I distracted you, my friend? I was, I was just, I was just checking the stream was working, okay? I'm not used to, oh, I'm can, not used to hosting. We need can Andy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> like, oh, do it, do it all again. But yeah, so I think, I think for me, Brighton are, Brighton are a very nice luxury for game week 10, but you're probably making that call at the weekend. And I think you're probably having to play a bit of a squad game with them. So if you were still going Harlandless, I think Brighton are a lot more attractive because you can probably fit other players into your team that you can be sure of for the minutes. And I think that's a nice segue to looking at your wildcard team. Yeah, I'll I'll go to it in just one second. I just wanted to make a point actually there. When you said about um, obviously Brighton, I think there's there's part of me feeling like I need to really take advantage of all the fixtures, you know, to make up for, you know, not wildcard in an eight, for example. And then I start wanting to pile in on loads of Brighton players. But like you say, you know, if the minutes are a bit dodgy, they're they're not good picks, and there's a there's a lot of good picks around. The only thing I was thinking on on Yao Pedro was because I'm gonna probably go with Palmer, and maybe this is a good time to put my te- my possible wildcard team up because I'm gonna go with Palmer. I was thinking of having Yao Pedro as well, having like a, a front eight, and then trying to predict when Yao Pedro will play. The problem there is, Deserbi gives nothing away. We don't have any reliable early news for Brighton, and the predictors, bless them, they, you know, it's 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 impossible to predict. Every time they said Pedro would start, he didn't, and vice versa. And I don't think anything's changed there. But there was that frustration because McBurney took a penalty for Sheffield United. It made me think Archer's not actually that exciting. He is literally a two-pointer, unless Pickford's going to help him with, you know, an own goal off his off his back. But um, yeah, so my team's on screen now. I've got a few different variations, and they're all quite similar so i think harlem watkins and archer that's an almost guaranteed front line it's just whether i decide to put yao pedro in um and Bumo, obviously his fixtures aren't great but i'm going to want him back pretty quickly so i think i'm going to keep him palmer just feels like an incredible enabler salah that's the whole reason <laughs> the whole reason i've wildcarded Saka I already owned I know it shows on the screen that I've bought him in but I'd actually sold him temporary I've actually sold him because I wanted to get the Bowen price rise yeah did you get a did Saka drop as well did you Saka was just what I bought him for 8.5 oh okay I think he might have dropped but if you were you didn't get that because obviously you didn't gain a one a 0.1 in the first place no I mean I've lost a lot of money I tried to just for an experiment put together Andy's team on Saturday yeah and I was 1.4 million short (laughs) 1.4 million? Well, How? To be fair, there's a lot of players who, Praz made a point, when when he sells them, he's probably going to lose about half a million. But it's players like, I mean, Matty Cash, what's he gone up? Like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5? Watkins, oh, right. So yeah, it's obviously like... Watkins so is shot up. Versus, yeah, um, I lost 0. 0.2 on Rico. Rico, I lost 0. 0.2 on you know, Pedro. Um, I'd lost a little bit on Pickford. Um, and a lot of my rises, I haven't yet got, you know, a double rise. The only real player I've gained on is is Trippier. So yeah, my team value is horrific. Um, but yeah, so that, that's my front three. Um, Saka and Matoma, potentially. Obviously, there's other players to consider. I will have to consider Son. It's basically Son or Trent. And there is also the option of not going for Trent. If I went for, say, like an Odegaard instead of Matoma, I can then do Odegaard to Bruno Fernandes. 
And then Bruno Fernandes can easily become Son ahead of, you know, well ahead of game week 18 when he's probably the best captain option. Defenders, are, I'm struggling. There's not many good cheap ones. I can't afford cash. So I'm going to have Simicast Trent and then Gabriel and then Zinchenko. Zinchenko's the one I'm, I'm not going to go for Zinchenko because he was subbed early, but I'm just trying to find a good cheap defender. I mean, it doesn't sound like Botman's going to be back for a while, so maybe Burn. Mm-hmm. It's not a most inspiring wildcard in the world, but I don't really think there's many routes I can go down that would make it more exciting. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I, I I like it, but I think, so that I think your defense is, is fair, right? There's kind of a lot of middling price defenders who, and like Trent. interestingly, our defenses are really different just two weeks apart. So I've got Trippier, Burn, Cash, uh, Dallow, I think Dallow would go for quite soon for me anyway, of course, and some fortunate points. Uh, Dallow to Simicast seems an absolute gift for my for me there. Um, although I like Sufal as well. Um, there's no West mm. Ham here, which I'd be tempted by maybe. I think, if I recall, when I was looking at mine, Sufal was one of the ways to fund, uh, I forget who it was, someone to Saka. Maybe uh, maybe like an Mbumo to Saka with some other moves or something. Uh, Trippier down to Sufal and Mbumo up to Saka, maybe, or Madison was something I'd looked at. So I'd be tempted to have a look at that. I think the main thing, right, is Haaland. Are there accommodations made for Haaland here? And we've had two fixtures since I I went Haalandless. One of those being Arsenal. One being, um, one being Brighton yesterday on Saturday. It's now Bournemouth and eleven. Is that the main reason you want to keep Haaland? Because I think the rest of the fixtures being tough, you know, still maintains. So let's say I didn't go for Trent. Let's say Trent comes down, and I can yeah. easily easily keep Son. I don't really see what I could buy that would make keeping like selling Haaland worthwhile because obviously I'm going to be nearer to where the point where I need to buy him back as well, much much nearer yeah. than than you were. So I, I can't really see what I what I'd be missing out on. I mean, maybe the Man United midfielders, which I don't think many people are going to agree we're we're missing out on them. I mean, I, I think it would mainly be depth, or I could go for Trent and Trippier something like that but then Simicast seems like a seems like a gift i think there's some some risk there but he does seem like a gift oh yeah i think on wildcard you've got to right and if it goes yeah. wrong you just bench him it's easy bench. well that's the thing i mean there are a few risky defenders here actually because i mean zinchenko we mentioned he got subbed at half time i've never been that confident of his minutes i owned him quite a lot last year and his minutes were a bit i mean they you, they're not really that predictable i mean gabriel we obviously saw what happened at the start of the season that's why he's down to 4.7 there is small risk i think it's low but there is a risk there and Simicast has that risk as well um and trent's very very expensive so yeah i think it and i'm quite jealous of i guess you having trippier i, I mean i could keep trippier i i like you don't really have the decision you don't need to sell him you can just hold on to yeah. him i mean for me it would just be to fun like i say like trippier to super madison to saka was one of the things I was looking at. I've now actually gone to Saka in a different way, mm-hmm. but I may need to reverse it. And I think you were saying that, you know, is it that Saka spot that might become like then a Bruno, then then to someone else, which I think makes some good sense. No Son, obviously. And I guess that's because you were saying, you know, the, the captaincy wouldn't go near him in the next few weeks. And so you're not too worried about that. And it's Son um, against Trent as well. As in like, yeah, so you're picking for your team. As in, yeah. I mean, Trent's obviously expensive. I, I mean, I could just do Matomo or Imbomo up to Son if I downgrade Trent. So that's really the decision. But there's, yeah. this is one of the things, actually. There's not many defenders I like, um, which is funny because there was a lot of defenders I liked like a, yeah. a while ago. But obviously with Man City having bad fixtures, like maybe I could just hold on to Walker. I got him quite cheap. Yeah. 
but it doesn't seem that great, even though he's you know, he's only 5.3. Um, yeah, he's still only 5.3, isn't he? Um, I, and also, I, I really want three Liverpool. And because I feel like I have to have Haaland and Watkins, I don't feel like I can go for Darwin yet. And, I mean, it's quite easy to downgrade Trent if needed, and I can spread the money elsewhere. Watkins could become Darwin, but then I'd obviously need to sell a Liverpool player. So I think, just looking as well at your team, Mbume. Chelsea home, sorry, Chelsea away, West Ham home, Liverpool away, Arsenal home, which takes him up to 14. It is then Luton home, Brighton away, Sheffield United away, Aston Villa home, and then a blank. And some again, some good fixtures after that. But for four weeks, are you, I know you have probably a lot of value tied up there, but are you better like grabbing uh, a Jared Bowen or someone like that for that slot for the next few weeks and then going back to Mbumo. I feel like wildcarding now over a four-week period where Brentford probably have some of the better teams in the league, keeping that player makes sense long-term, but maybe feels like, well, if you're wildcarding, shouldn't you be getting the most out of those four fixtures as opposed to keeping a player who is probably, yeah, penalties and minutes, but with those fixtures, probably towards the bottom of the midfielders I'd want in that price range at this at this time. Maybe I'm quite scarred because I haven't been able to roll a transfer once this season. Over half my transfers I've used, you know, on defender injuries. So I did, I mean, I did think about, that was exactly what I was thinking. Could I go Bowen over and Bumo? And I mean, I still could, but it is, it's, first of all, it's more money. And then second yeah. of all, what if I just don't get the opportunity to, to bring him back in? Because I feel like there's quite high impact transfers I'm going to want to do. Like I said, I'm probably going to downgrade Watkins. Um, to get a little bit of money out. I'm definitely going to want Son back, like 100% going to want Son back. And looking at the defenders, there's definitely some risk there, like 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 we talked about. So I just don't know if I'll ever have that transfer to go back to Mbumo. And he's kind of, I mean, his minutes are much better than we thought. He's on penalties. He's taking set pieces. And he's so cheap. He's kind of perfect. And I'm, I prefer him to Matoma, for example, because of the minutes. In terms of, and yeah, the penalties. To get back to him. When is so December? Tony's back after Christmas, isn't he? No, he does still get yeah. for a bit. At Unless some he gets point, sold. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing. At some point, we need to start thinking about Ivan Tony, both in terms of as an asset, whether he gets sold to another team, whether he stays. But if he stays, Mbumo probably, almost certainly, does not have penalties anymore. And I think at that point, he's probably a decent sell. That doesn't line up with the fixtures, unfortunately. No, you would still get him for the good fixtures. But I think if you if you were wildcarding now and didn't already own Mbumo, would you bring him in? If I was wild and didn't own him, yeah, yeah, I probably probably would. You would. Like, See, tr- that's the thing I don't think because I know you're looking. I don't at, think I do. You're looking at that for, but then, like you say, it goes straight into that fifth game is Luton at home, yeah. then it's Brighton away, then it's Sheffield United, yeah, then Villa at home, then they then they blank. So I'm, I'll probably get to that looting game and be like, oh, if I bring him in now, I'm going to have to sell him. So then suddenly it becomes, what, three transfers because I'm going to have to, tra- no, no, sorry, two. As in, I'll have to transfer him in, then I'll have to transfer him out, and then he's going to have a double. Yeah. So, and, and that's another thing as well. Because I my original plan was to keep this wild card until the blank, I want to try and save as many transfers as possible because give it two or three weeks, there's going to be injuries and then we're going to start thinking about how are we going to attack the blank without a wild card. There's going to be, I, I just know there's going to be so many Mondays we're talking about, you know, what to do. And I've already looked at things like, you know, if I have Harland, Watkins, Archer, I do Watkins to Alvarez, then Archer can play against Villa in the blank and I'll play like a 4-5-1. Um, but obviously with that, I'd have to sell Mbumo or I could play a 5-4-1. 
So I'm already thinking like really, really far ahead. And Do you think, because you mentioned there, like you wanted a wild card around the blank. Mm. And so now wild guarding now, you're almost trying to cling on to some of that. I want to take advantage of the blank. I wonder if like you need to throw yourself more into what a silly thing to say about FPL by the way throw yourself into it my friend but throw yourself more into like this wild card because if you're wildcarding with one eye on that blank you know being aware of it makes sense but it feels a bit like trying to have your cake and eat it if you have now made the decision to wildcard this week I guess you should treat it as if you'd never thought about the blank for a wildcard I mean if I was Go, no, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about the blank because I will have to be, you know, I will have to, we'll all have to navigate it. All of us that are wild card will have to navigate it. Man, it. it goes away. And if I was properly thinking about it, I'd I'd get Flecken in as my backup keeper. I was just thinking, actually. Yeah, like, you'd have to have, have like Flecken and Ariola. And from yeah. memory, Ariola plays Man United in in the blank because you couldn't go Flecken and Turner because if Turner gets dropped, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. So yeah, if I was putting too many eggs in the basket yeah I'd, I'd have flecking as well but i'm not going to go that crazy because i mean it's one extra game for a goalkeeper you know <laughs> many many game like 10 game weeks away yeah so okay so what's the let's say you go with this team or at least give or take right you know there are a few price points you could swap what's the transfer plan for the next couple of weeks so for me that that feels like the big thing i've got three spurs you have zero spurs for example i have two newcastle you have zero newcastle so i think we could end up diverging quite a lot in terms of who we have to sell, but we might end up on the same players. So what are you thinking for the next few weeks you might have to do transfer-wise with this team? So I must admit, I sent you this one earlier. I haven't fully mm. tested future oh. transfers. There is another one that's very similar. So I don't have Trent. So I imagine cheaper. The defence is much more, you know, 4.5s. That's, that's Burns and stuff. Then I've got Odegaard in for Mbumo or Odegaard's in for Palmer or Matoma, but Odegaard's there. Um, then I have him. So then I can move to Bruno Fernandes. Or I could just stick with Odegaard. I'll make a decision. Then he can become Son. So it would be a lot of... Def- There'd be a spot, basically, that goes Odegaard, possibly Bruno, then Son's yeah. back in the team. So, like But with this team, I don't have that many plans for transfers. Yeah. If you could... So with that sort of hokey-cokey example, if you could do... That was, what, three transfers? If you could do that in four weeks, so there was, like, one spare transfer... Mm. Well, you know, for when inevitably something goes wrong. I really quite like that. As in the, the Odegaard, Bruno, yes, and then Son. Odegaard, Bruno, Son. Yep. And, and I think would you I, hold, then would you hold Saka all the way through that? I think well? as part of that as well, sorry, Watkins goes down to Alvarez. That that enables it. So it is there yeah, is but an then, extra then transfer. Then do Haaland to Alvarez and you're fine, mate. I'd have I'd have Haaland, Alvarez, Archer. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I think I think looks alright, but yeah, I think I, Harland I, I, and Alvarez I, on a wild card is absolutely fine. By the way, obviously I will fly the flag for no Harland, and it's very easy to do that in a week when you know Salah's outscored him. But ask me again next week when he's absolutely smashed Man United, and we'll see. But I think Harland Alvarez is a is an absolutely fine like wild card front two. I actually I almost wonder if like if you did want to go Harland us again here, having Alvarez in that spot would make an awful lot of sense because then there is, you know, some attacking coverage. And I don't mean, you know, we say not coverage isn't necessarily a thing. Alvarez is a good pick in his own right. Alvarez has those good that good facial against Bournemouth. Maybe Man United is good. And then he is cheaper. He is easier to carry through the harder ones. And you then use that money. I guess basically it's that Mbumo and Palmer and Matoma slot where you'd probably keep you'd probably keep Palmer just as a really cheap enabler. And you'd want him later. I guess you've got two players. You've got Mbumo and Palmer 
who you both want later. So maybe if I did go without Haaland, I'd go Haaland Alvarez. I'd maybe see if I could squeeze Trippier in the back, which he's going to eat up at least a couple of, what, about three million odd. So mm. maybe I've got a couple more to play with. I go, actually, probably more than that, right? Because Alvarez is half Haaland's price. Yeah, another million on top of that, three more million odd. I can then do a boomer up to like a Fernandez or a Son just immediately now. And I've kind of saved from the, you know, that that transfer, those transfer moves you were talking about. I've saved those. But then, of course, the headache I've given myself is no Haaland. There is a very genuine conversation that I'm having with myself, which is another very silly thing to say. I'm full of nonsense tonight. <laughs> um, imagine just sat in the corner being like, sit down, Seb, sit down. We need to talk about Haaland. <laughs> Get kicked out. Um, but yeah, so I think with, with the Darwin to Alvarez transfer, which I could make, there is a world where I don't get Haaland back until about 16 or maybe maybe even after the blank, like give or take. I think with what I was suggesting to you, you may also end up having to go down that route or performing a fair bit of surgery. But yeah, I think I, I, think I prefer that sort of still able to access those midfielders, but with one fewer transfer plan, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm, I, I mean, it's really early in the week. Um you know, I need I need to have a proper sit down. To be honest, I don't want to have too many transfers. You sit down and have a conversation with yourself, my friend. I will. I will have to have a conversation can, with myself. We can both talk to ourselves just separately. And I've got Tuesday in the diary for that <laughs> little chat with myself. But yeah, I don't want to have too many transfers booked in because just, I guess, just what's happened so far this season. And I do feel like there's a lot of risk here and there. And I, I think that's another reason, yeah, I do quite like Mbumo. But I mean, he's one I need to I need to properly think about. Because um, I did, I mean, I saw when I saw Andy's team last week with Bowen. I do really like it. That I look at West Ham's fixtures and I do get that little bit of fear. But there's kind of that Watkins element where he has lost penalties. Um, I can just tell myself about anyone that they've lost penalties, and then I don't fear them quite quite as much. Um, and obviously, he was quite fortunate yesterday. Alvarez, mate, doesn't have penalties. He's, he's no, lost I penalties. know. Well, that's Terrible. why I've never owned Alvarez. Um, yeah, well, this season because he doesn't have penalties. <laughs> That's why, I've, that's why I had Carlton Morris, <laughs> the penalty king. Um, should we move on to, should we do your team, have a look at Andy's team, and then we'll finish up with over and under? Sounds good to me, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So on to your team, Seb. Sure. Allow me just to pull it up in front here, because the stream is a little bit behind. So I have four this week. I have David Ryer in goal, I think the obvious pick over Johnston. Of course, if Ryer gets dropped, unless he comes on for a minute or two, which would be a surprise, then Johnston would play for me, so that's fine. Uh, Trippier and Byrne both playing this time and Cash as well I finally get all of my defenders in the team uh, Pedro Porro there as well Captain Salah Forrest at home Son has Palace away if you have Haaland you know Man United is a consideration because he's torn them apart in the past but I think for my team Salah is fairly obvious here even with Saka with Sheffield United which was my transfer uh, I did Bruno out Saka in because I require that 0.1 I, I might even reverse that. it Oh yeah. When you said you sold Bruno, I knew who you'd bought. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't want to spoil oh, it. It makes a lot. I of didn't sense. even look at your um, team when you when, but I knew. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, minutes, penalties, <laughs> FPL pedigree. That's that's the one. Um, there there is a world I think where I reverse it again because uh, Luton for Man United soon enough. But for now, I'm happy with this team. Uh, and yeah, I did it early. Despite I've got two free transfers, so I can handle hopefully an injury in a week. And it was so far Fernandez hasn't gone down, but there was a 0.1 that I require if I'm going to try and pull off. A Harlem plan, um, but I have a no Harlem plan as well. Yeah. Uh, Madison makes up the rest <laughs> of the midfield. Then Darwin and Watkins both start up front. Uh, more confidence that Darwin will start this one. Obviously, if we get any news, 
I don't have as good of a bench this time. So I've got Johnston, as mentioned, Mbumo, Archer, and Dallo. I would probably play Mbumo over Darwin. Uh, I don't think the other two are really options. Which, sure, penalties, minutes, but not a great fixture. So I would like Darwin to turn up. Local and Derby. And then the following week, there's a chance that Darwin goes to Alvarez, mostly because Bournemouth fear. Oh, so you try and cover, cover Haaland. Yeah, I don't know if like covering Haaland is the right way to think about it, because... That very clearly will not cover a Haaland hat trick if it happens. <laughs> but but Alvarez is a good fixture in his own right, right? I think uh, if I recall Liverpool's fixture that week isn't so uh, Forest Luton away. I'm talking nonsense. Liverpool will have a great fixture, um, so maybe I hold him if it looks like he starts. But yeah, there's that option available for me. I mean, the team looks good. I mean, obviously you've got no Haaland, so yes. like, you can have that luxury of being able to start Darwin or bench Darwin because you've got those got those extra funds. And I like the defenders. The defenders look fun. And it just reminded me, you called yourself on WhatsApp um, when when, when um, Dallow scored. You called yourself what was it, Seb Jack? Seb Jack. <laughs> Seb Jack. Yeah, because you're you're the one with the defender guys, my friend. <laughs> and that, now it's you. Now it's you. Yeah, a very jammy one as well. <laughs> I did not play him for the world. Yeah, I played the him for the fixture was there though. And actually, you mentioned just to go on a really small tangent. You mentioned the difference between eight and ten. And I suppose now Regulon could be picked over Dallow and you, you save yeah. like 0.5 million. He was one I looked at very, very, very briefly. And it was just because, like you said, there's that like Sheffield United game. So I think they rotate yeah. with Arsenal defenders quite well from, from memory. Yeah, so I think if I was cutting now, I probably almost certainly wouldn't have Dallow. Mm. Um, and I think like a Soufal, a, a Liverpool defender, which I don't have, a Simicas now, of course, is a lovely pick in that slot. Um, also Arsenal I've got David Raya which hopefully covers the Arsenal defence coverage being a thing I think you can do in defence unless it's Trippier um, but we'll see if he gets dropped then I don't have any Arsenal defence Dallow to say a Gabriel could be available there as well looking at your team though it's made me think I do definitely actually want a Newcastle defender because they feel yeah. like players you can play in any game I always think back to Newcastle Arsenal last year where Newcastle wasted you know they, they managed the game well I'll say um, as in the ball wasn't in play very often. And it feels like I'd happily play someone like Byrne or Cher in any game, think, you know, if, if I have to. But like Byrne or Cher is a, like, you know, the price is decent. But I think it's a tougher one because if you look at the fixtures, like, yeah, Wolves away looks lovely now. But then Arsenal at home, Bournemouth away looks nice. Chelsea at home, Man United at home, Everton away, Spurs away, taking up us up into 17. But they then have Fulham, Luton, Forest, that's fine. Liverpool City, Aston Villa, but you know that we've got into January, so don't worry about that. The prime Newcastle fixtures, which, you know, to refresh us as well, were in reverse order Palace, West Ham, Burnley, Sheffield United, Brentford, Brighton, uh, after starting with Villa, City, and Liverpool. Like the good fixtures have kind of gone. There's a sprinkling of good fixture in there every now and again. And so I think the funny thing is you would say, oh, well, Trippier's fine because, you know, if they're going to get goals, there's a very good chance he's involved in terms of set pieces and whatnot and sure they still have a good defense and he's an absolute bonus magnet mm. but he's more expensive so maybe i don't put that money into trippier maybe i go cheaper but if you go cheaper a burner or shah or botman when he's back i think you're basically hoping for defensive returns so clean sheets sure a set piece goal every now and again but those fixtures don't look massive for me for clean sheets so while i think the double double newcastle defense against wolves for me looks good i think very quickly i'm going to find myself benching at least one of my Newcastle assets very often. So I'm not sure I'd be too 
keen see, to get them on wildcard? Like Trent over Trippier, I think makes a lot of sense. So I think where I'd see it, I wouldn't see them as like a starter. I'd see it as almost like the perfect fourth defender would be. I mean, I wish Botman right. was fit. I'd much rather have Botman than Burn, but obviously we've got to play what we've got. So I'd have I'd have Burn, who's the same price. They're both four point seven. I do see him as quite a nice fourth defender. As in, I would trust him. You know, if he if if there was a mild injury with someone and I have to play, you know, a fourth defender that week, I'd be I'd be more than happy playing a Newcastle defender. But you're right. I mean, there's no good home fixtures. Um, well, not for a long, long time. I think not until like the Everton game. I think Tottenham have just scored. But we go to Andy's. Oh, oh Andy's team's not there. <laughs> Oh, we, oh, we haven't got Andy's team, but we didn't have his points anyway. No, I don't we didn't. I don't, I don't think he sent it through. Oh, sorry, Andy. That's Madison. Oh, it's Son to Madison as well. That is a tough one for people who don't have Spurs. Well, I've got Son. I don't know. Don't I think, have Madison. I think oh. that takes me over 100 this week. That's very lucky. Nice. Nice. All mm. right. Talking of 100. Well, I guess we'll move to over or under. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> it's like we did. He, had a, he had an incredible game week. He's ill. He's, he's got Madison and Son as well, hasn't he? What, what we're doing is we're just demonstrating how much we need Andy as part Here of our trio, right? Please come back, Andy. We, are, we, are, we aren't even a twosome without Andy. Yeah, we're barely, we're barely a fully functioning and FPL manager. How are we going to get through this bit without him, the over and under? <laughs> so I, I guess we just go through them all. Um, should we go through them quickly? Because so, I guess we've, we've yeah, go for gone it. quite long so, here. Should we, should, we, should we alternate over? So you go you go first, my friend, and then let's, let's alternate. Both okay, first. so Palmer, 12.5 yep. points. Also, just... Someone made a comment last week that Andy, how can someone get a half point? And I don't know oh. if they were, it was a very elaborate troll, but they seem quite annoyed. So it's basically so, I mean, if you say, is it going to be 12? You could have bang on 12. So 12 and a half means you go over or under. So you have to say it's 13 or above or 11 or under. It's what all the gambling sites do. Uh, over yeah. one and a half goals, things like Not that. Not that Andy's over, condoning over 11 that. Over and a half but... corners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, hey, don't, don't, do, don't do gambling, please. But in terms of when you know you're going for a, do I think something's over or under? It's the way you avoid a draw, you know, going oh. bang on effectively. Has a doggy been sent off, uh, sorry, um, subbed off before 60 minutes? Oh, no, really? Oh, no, that's a shame. Oh, that's so tough. <laughs> that's so tough. I mean, so Fulham have looked all right from, I've not seen any numbers, but the bits I've seen, they've gone close a couple of times. So maybe that won't matter, but that is that is very tough for anyone who owns it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have Madison, so feel, yeah. feel sorry for me. That's my own fault. That's my own fault. Anyway, Cole Palmer, 12.5. He's got Brentford at home, Spurs away, City at home. It's not easy, is it? Um, I'm, I'm, I've got to go under. I've got to go under. Well, he needs a penalty. And yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I think under. He's, he's got three chances at the penalty. Uh, I'm going to go under and hope True. I'm wrong. I mean, he's barely got three chances. City is one of them. He's got two chances at penalties. Um, So then we have Odegaard, 15.5. Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away. Burnley home, very kind. Be nice if he did have penalties because that would uh, that would make it nicer. You're obviously looking for those points in Sheffield United and Burnley. I think so. What? Like, keep a couple of clean sheets, so you get six, eight odd points. You get half of those points just for turning up. If you're Martin Edegard, yeah, one return, nine points. I think he can get over that. When I say one return, I guess that's a goal. So I think I'll go just over for Edegard, but I guess I'm hoping it's actually Saka that gets over. And I guess he's on like forty percent chance of penalties as well. Yeah. So um, then we've got Gordon next, thirteen point five. Wolves away, Arsenal at home, Bournemouth away. I'm gonna go. It's a shame their only good home fixture is that 
almost certain nil-nil against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I mean, Newcastle are scoring a lot of goals this season and he seems pretty nailed. So, yeah, I'm going to go over. That's fair. I could I could see that. Uh, Douglas Louise, home to Luton, away to Forest, home to Fulham, 13.5. So, yeah, bang the long shot, but that's not really a particularly... I was going to say a repeatable skill. Of course, it is a repeatable skill, but not in terms of predicting it for FPL. So you are relying on any set-piece assists or penalty goals there. I'm going to say... I'm going to say under, but it's a real tentative one. I'm basically just saying he doesn't get a penalty and therefore he just gets like 2-3-2. Two, two. Nice. And the next one, is that a Dringer? I think by the hair. I, I think it's a Dringer from the hair. Um, but 11, 11.5, one of the Brighton regens, um, but 11.5 points, Fulham at home, Everton away, Sheffield United at home. It's got to be over. It's got to be over. Seems like March is injured. I don't know much about him. His stats don't look that good, but I mean, even if there's one clean sheet, that's three, four, that's seven points. Just needs an attacking return. And it's Fulham, Fulham and Sheffield United at home. Yeah. Easy over. Nice. Unless I've got the player completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not that I'm not that um I don't have much knowledge on on a drinker. That's fair. I mean to be fair, if Brighton are producing a new player every season, there's not much time to get a have you ever that game where you see footballers out of context? So we're so used to like going, oh, that's a Liverpool player, therefore I've narrowed down who I think it is, and mm-hmm. then like I don't know, you just recognise them in context of playing football for Liverpool. Have you ever seen that thing where it's like, who's this footballer? And they're just like out in the street in their normal clothes. Well, like in Aldi. Really famous footballers that absolutely gets me with like so much. Like no matter, there's like no pattern either. It's not like, oh, you only know Leeds players or you only know Premier League players. It's like, oh, it's probably a Leeds player that I wouldn't recognise if they're just out shopping half of them. Maybe it's, not it's probably player. true, actually. Yeah, it's you probably nuts, think like the context oh, we rely on for who they are. So you think, oh, do I, do I recognise them? Did I used to work with them? And it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's like Jonathan Woodgate <laughs> in B&Q. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so finally, then we have Simicast there. Um, I think, so came off, was it just after 60 at the weekend, which is obviously great if you own, but also slightly terrifying for the future. I think he's first choice. So you're going to get three starts, I think there. Obviously, you know, we'll see how any midweeks or anything go, but I think he's going to get three starts there. You would hate a halftime sub. It's certainly possible. It looked at the weekend like it was as much tactical in terms of trying to, you know, deliver a result as it were, say, you know, form, fitness, anything like that. So I think if you get three starts and you hopefully scrape 60 in them, you can clear 12.5 quite easily. But that's the real thing. You need him to get those starts. Like one benching, say, next week against Forest, and then subbed off after 55 minutes against Brentford, and you're getting nowhere near 12.5. He's one of those players that he could do it in one of those games. True. Well, a couple of set pieces off Trent, which he, last time he was in the team, he was taking. Uh, obviously, Robertson has taken a few. So if you get a couple of those, that'd be very nice. Yeah. So he's taken. So if he's taken the Robertson corners that were the, that were left left behind. So yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Not the same. Not the same with that, Andy. But I'm sure we can top them up, um, or someone will top them up for us. So I think that's it. Do we do anything else? <laughs> questions from the chat, my friend. We do questions. We, we do. Uh, a I mean, we've gone. We've gone a little while just for the two of us. Lots of rambling. We have. Um, We've done well. So I mean, had... it is wild card. It is wild card week. Well, for, for me, anyway. Yeah, I hope. I, I mean, I hope it's been good. We did it. So uh, thank you for everyone who's patient at the beginning as well. If you're listening on the podcast, hopefully you, you didn't know this was happening and I'm giving away the game. But we're a little late starting just for tech stuff uh, and just trying to get sort this sort this sorted without Andy. Shows how valuable Andy is. We don't like him. We just need him. Yeah, who'd have known? Um, who'd have known that? <laughs> 
but yeah, if people would love to chuck any questions in the chat, we will try and grab a few of those before we finish. This is where How we don't. How are you feeling about this your, is where we don't get any. Card? Yeah, imagine. Like, where's Andy? Why is it not Andy? Why can't you stream properly? Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I was, do you know what? After last week, I was so glad that Diaby didn't score because I, I think I was quite jet lagged, wasn't I? And I, I think I was a bit harsh on him, a bit harsh on his minutes and stuff. And yeah, I, I mentioned it about two or three times. I was like, yeah, I didn't mean to, to slag him off that, that much. To be fair, like, you, you know, we talk about FL on a weekly basis. It's so coloured by like the last thing you said and how that went. So like, even if I try and be nice and balanced about Haaland, Salah, Son and all that, obviously my team has done well without Haaland and that's been great. But I think it's really important to remember that that was like a pretty close call, right? I basically, I basically did it because there was some free spice available. Like it was some free risk. Yeah. I, I did not think that it was going to go so very well. And we're not finished yet. You know, Haaland, a couple of goals against United, seven goals against Bournemouth, and it hasn't gone well. So, you know, you mentioned there, Diaby. It's so easy to just go, what was the last thing I said? And now I feel clever or I don't feel clever. I think it's really important to remember that it's a very long-term game of luck. And so we need to we need to chill out about weekly weekly wins and weekly losses. True, true. All right. So let's do a question. Um, so we've got animations, Saka and Simakas in for Madison and a doggy. Is that worth it? Yes. So brilliantly timed after what I've just said. But I'm now like, don't sell Madison, he just scored. But yeah, I think like fixtures wise and players wise, that makes some really good sense. Yeah, I I agree. I do agree. As long as that. that's for free, was that that's not a hit, right? I, I'm assuming I'm assuming for free. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do it for a hit. It probably could wait a week otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, looks good. And it, I guess it goes along with the same vein of saying, you know, selling Trippier now on a wild card might be the time to do it. Maybe it's the time to come off Spurs. We'll see. But it seems like the same players for Spurs keep scoring, um, which I, I guess. Think is- I- Keeping a, a little exposure to Spurs is all right. Like whether that's Son or Madison, you know, Mod- Madison makes more sense from the price point of view. Son makes more sense from the if they're going to score, there's a good chance it's Son. I think defense getting rid of that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it's basically just a case of there are better options. And if you have, you know, if you have three of them like me, you probably can't get rid of all three just because of limited transfers. If you're wild carding, yeah, you probably hope you can squeeze more points out of other players. I guess it depends your value as well. Because I, so I've got Son um, for like nine i can't remember what it was i can't remember how much i got him from it's just over nine i mean madison's now 8.1 so let's say there's a million or just over a million difference yeah then i'll probably go son but anyway let's do a couple more um how does andy pick them so quickly there's lots of good ones i almost read a really um inappropriate one (laughs) about dallo i'm not gonna read that hold on son and netto to matoma and saka or Madison and Neto to Matoma and Matoma and Diaby. Son and Neto to Matoma and Saka. That's quite a confusing one, isn't it? To Matoma and Diaby. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, Matoma in both and Neto out in both. So it's Son to Saka or Madison to Diaby, right? Yes. Cool. Uh, yes. Son to Saka. Nice. All right, we'll do one more. Um, so Mike Shaw, horse behaviorist. I've read that wrong. Um, so burn or cash for Arsenal Liverpool defence on a no Haaland team. So was that burn, burn or cash? Yes. So so burn or cash for Arsenal or Liverpool defence. So I suppose it's what's the priority? Would you go for like a Gabriel or would you go for a Simakas? But I guess this oh, right. week it's got to be the Liverpool. I mean, you mentioned Haaland there as well. So yeah, I think 
if that's to try and facilitate Haaland, Simakasa is going to make that easier for you, right? Yeah, and, so always in looking to the future. Yeah, I think, if I understood that question correctly, right? Because Haaland was in there, so. Okay. Oh, I want a no I... Haaland team. So so he's on a no Haaland team. Just reading this now. So I guess, um, yeah. Burn and Cash for Arsenal Liverpool defence. Yes. Uh, well, cash, is, cash is probably all right for another couple of weeks. So you could probably just do one of those. So Burn, I would say, to Arsenal Liverpool. Burn to Simagas probably makes more sense in terms of fixtures and the money you'll have available. All right. I'm going to read one more because I think you're, this is interesting for you as a Haaland hater. Um, so, yeah, so should I get rid of Haaland and Morris to bring in Watkins and Alvarez? Ah, see, that kind of feels... So you're trading a superior city asset. It Basically, you're trying to get Morris to Watkins with that. Does that feel like just responding to the points that Watkins has just got? Sure, he's got some good fixtures in the next few, but can you maybe grab a Diaby instead and keep Haaland? I don't know if as much as, you know, I've wildcarded without Haaland, blah, blah, blah. But I think your circumstance is different. I don't know if you want to jump to Haaland. So I jump to a no Haaland team effectively just to get Watkins. No, see, I think from I'd only look at selling Haaland as a Haaland owner if it was going to enable Salah and I wasn't on wildcard. I think that's the only way I'd even consider it. And even then I wouldn't do it for a hit. Or I'd strongly consider not doing it for a hit. But um, I think we'll wrap up there, Seb. Um, But thanks everyone for joining us. Remember to like, um, remember to subscribe. It's 30% off the members area in the description below. Hopefully Andy's better by next week. I think he's just pretending to be a little bit sick. Was it a sinus infection or something? Something just something show, vague. Just show, just showing Scout how valuable he is to our stream by you know forcing us through it for a week. Sort of yeah, and making me host. Like, yeah. Not even you. He wants <laughs> he, he, want, he wants the big bucks, right? He's going for he's going for, going for the big bucks. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right, Seb. Well, it, it's good talking to you, and um, I'm sure I'll be pestering you before deadline, which is on Friday, by the way. Yes, which yes. we must not forget. Oh, hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much for hosting this as well, my friend. Um, that is tough, a last minute thing to do. Thank so you for thank doing you the so very much. Apart from Andy's team, which I maybe just I was, I was, I was, I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that isn't, you know. He's not here, he can't defend himself. I think he sent me. Maybe I've copied the wrong one, but I think that's what he sent me. So we'll, we'll take we'll take that off stream. I'll beat up on if the If he wants his team sure here, he can turn up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on, the, on, on that note. Thank you on, so much. On that thank note, you so much everyone for joining us. <laughs>